not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. At age 30, Carissa finished her high school diploma. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, you can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. You're about to get some information you can actually use. It's what we do here on American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson. Not knowing how to navigate paperwork can cost you a lot of money, even when that paperwork is specifically designed to protect you financially. We're going to make sense of that here in just a second. I'm Mike Ferguson. Thank you for staying with us on America Viewpoints. Joined now by Laura Adams from Bankrate.com. And Laura, a lot of times when I tell people I'm going to do a radio segment on insurance paperwork, and people look at me and like, are you out of your mind? Nobody is going to be interested in that. So let's reframe the discussion. I'm going to do a segment on how to keep your money in your pocket and use other people's money to fix your stuff. How about that? I like it. I like it a lot. Yes, I agree. Uh, insurance and deductibles is not the most interesting topic. But when you think about the fact that it really lays a foundation for your financial life, understanding your insurance is key. I mean, it's one of those things we purchase. We hope we never have to use it, um, but it needs to be there for you when you do need it. So that's why Bankrate.com did this survey. We're trying to really understand what consumers know about their insurance and what they don't know. And maybe we can help fill that gap a bit here. Yeah, because what you found is almost two-thirds of people who have insurance on their property. So we're talking, you know, their house or, you know, business uh, building or whatever the case is. Uh, they don't know how to navigate those first steps. We talk about a deductible that is right up front before insurance kicks in. You got to put some skin in the game, too. That's right. And this also applies to folks who have auto insurance. So you know, what is so important is to understand that you may think, well, I'm, I'm great, I'm covered, I've got insurance. But if you don't know what your deductible is, you're not really understanding what your out-of-pocket upfront cost is. As you mentioned, that's what you've got to pay before your benefits begin. So if you don't have that much in savings, you're really at risk. If you've got an incident that needs to be repaired or your car is stolen and you don't have enough to cover that deductible, what that means is you may not be able to make the necessary repair or replacement at a critical time. So this is something we want people to kind of factor into their overall financial plan. Do you have enough in savings to cover that deductible? If not, um, you might want to look at lowering the deductible or better yet, boosting your savings to make sure that you do have enough to cover it in the event of an unexpected claim. So if there's somebody who doesn't quite follow what all this means, because we're getting we're getting into the weeds a little bit, but we have to. We're talking about insurance, which is contract law, essentially, is what this is. So if we make this at a very consumer-grade level, uh, yes, if you don't put out some of this money up front, are they just simply not going to pay the claim, or are you going to have the claim paid, and then you get a bill for it later that you're responsible for legally? 
Right. So what happens is that typically the deductible gets deducted from your insurance payout. So, you know, if you let's say you've got uh, $5,000 worth of damage uh, and you've got a $1,000 deductible, that means you're only going to get $4,000 from your auto in- insurance company. And so if that's not enough to make the repair, you know, you may not be able to make uh, a quality repair. Uh, you may not be able to get back on the road, uh, get to work and, and do things that you need to do. So this is why it's so important to understand how much your deductible is. Does it really fit your overall financial plan? There are ways to certainly to reduce your deductible. It can't be below you know, certain limits, um, but if you can reduce it, there, there is a downside to that. And the downside is that your premium will increase the two work kind of like a seesaw. When one goes up, the other goes down. So this is something that you do want to consider. Maybe shop around a little bit, look at different plans with different deductibles, see how much uh, lowering or raising that deductible would affect your either monthly or annual premiums. There was actually at one point um, I had some damage to a car and I got the estimate on it and the entire cost of the damage was less than my deductible. It was literally not worth it for me to talk to the insurance company because all that would happen is that there would have been a claim because I clipped something and I think it was a parking lot or something like that. So it was actually better to just keep insurance out of it because of where the deductible was. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great point. A lot of people don't even know what the deductible is until they get into a situation like what you're describing and they realize, oh my goodness, you know, this is really close to the deductible amount. And in that case, like you said, it it really doesn't make sense. If you make the claim, let's say it's $50, $100 more than your deductible, maybe even, you know, $1,000 above your deductible, it, it just may not be worth it. So again, you want to understand what does the impact of making that claim have on your premium. In most cases, it's going to cause your premium to rise for at least several years. Um, so, you know, again, you know, we in the bank rate survey found that 78% said they worry that they couldn't even afford to make a claim. Um, so this is a problem. And we did find that it also is age dependent. Um, 70% of the baby boomers in the bank rate survey said they could cover the deductible with their savings, but that percentage went down as the respondents were younger. So 51% of Generation Z said, yeah, I could probably cover it with savings. So we know certainly that younger policyholders have more challenges uh, if they don't have as much in savings it's likely that they're going to bump up against this deductible uh, and have some troubles more so than older consumers who likely have more in savings and maybe a little bit more experience in dealing with insurance claims. We're visiting with Laura Adams from bankrate.com. Laura, let's kind of get to the purpose of the the insurance, which is absolutely to protect your finances in addition to being able to repair your stuff. But we're talking about auto insurance. We've talked about, you know, this could could be involved if a tornado hits your house. It could be involved if there's a fire. Uh, you know, we've got wildfires, hurricanes, tornadoes, anything like that could potentially affect uh, your property here. I know there are some people who are so scared of the complexity and of not understanding all the paperwork because insurance policies are complex by nature. Uh, They're so afraid of that complexity that they don't want to bother with it. Um, You know, they don't want to get involved, um, but that could really put them at risk um, when it comes to their finances. Right. Insurance policies are written by lawyers 
you know, meant to be read by lawyers and they are complex. There's no getting around that. So what I would recommend doing is having a conversation with your insurance company, getting a representative on the phone and saying, explain this to me, you know, what am I paying for? What is my deductible? Making sure you understand the basics. Um, it is important to know what you're paying for. Um, you're going to be paying a lot over the years for insurance. So you want to make sure that it is going to protect you when you need it. So I would say if that policy is intimidating, just get somebody on the phone or even email a few questions to your insurance company and get those questions answered. You'll feel a whole lot better knowing that you have the protection that you think you have if you do need to make a claim. In addition to savings, I've had a lot of uh, financial folks tell me over the years, uh, after you're putting in your savings, insurance should be one of those kind of foundations or building blocks of a financial plan before you start worrying about stocks and all this kind of stuff. Um, Why would that be the case that that is so fundamental? Because insurance is just not something a lot of people talk about. Yeah, it is a safety net. Uh, It's a financial safety net we all need. Unfortunately, life is risky. You know, we get into car accidents. uh, We have health problems. um, People die. uh, You know, homes get destroyed by by events. I mean, it's not fun stuff to think about, uh, but it's realistic. And if you work really hard, like most of us do, and you're you're working hard to save your money, you don't want to jeopardize your your wealth, your net worth for something unexpected like a lawsuit or a devastating natural disaster. Everything that you've worked so hard to accumulate and achieve can be wiped out in a moment with a disaster or a lawsuit. So if you don't have that protection, you're really putting everything that you've accomplished at risk. That's why it's such a, just a fundamental part of your financial plan. All right. The information is at bankrate.com. The Uh, Press release slash blog post is called 61% of property insurance policies, policy holders say, I'm not very confident. I know my deductible, not the most Hollywood headline, but it tells the story exactly of what people need to know. And it doesn't take that long to figure out the safety net uh, for their finances. Laura, thanks so much for the uh, insight. Um, I'm sure a lot of people may be uh, looking over some things and calling a financial planner to help them sort this out after this. Thank you. It's great to be with you. Well, just ahead, we've all been subjected to COVID rules and restrictions at some point at this at this stage of 2020. We can debate which ones are good, which ones are not good. But have we set the precedent of less freedom as part of the new normal? Yeah, interesting conversation. We're going to have it just ahead right here on American Viewpoints. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.